All right, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week. And this week is literally no exception to that. Um, I am excited to have an opportunity to learn and grow with some different people over the next few weeks. And I'm in a class and I've already started on my homework. I started a little early and I'm excited about this assignment because I realized this assignment the things that I'm learning are not just for me. I think a lot of times we realize that when we walk into assignments, we get so focused on what am I supposed to learn from this? But the reality is we encounter different situations, issues, problems in our lives so that we can minister and serve other people. So, you know, your assignments aren't about you all the time. They're about other people. So today as I sit and I I spend time looking at the word and what I'm supposed to study this week. I pray that not only do I learn from this assignment, but I'm able to share what I've learned with other people in a way that they're blessed too. So I'm going to share this with you today. Um, It's actually not directly aligned with my homework, but I kept reading. I definitely am a context reader. So I'm going to take a little snippet and just share my thoughts with you. And then I hope that you are blessed by what you hear today. All right, so we're back, yeah, and I'm super excited. Today, we're looking at Numbers chapter 14, and honestly, I read the whole chapter, but there was one verse, and technically two verses, that stood out to me. Um, The first one is the 24th verse and the 30th verse, and the topic of today, if you wanted to go there, or the, the bold in my notes would be, I am the exception, and when we think about rules, when we think about life, there's always an exception. And there are times where people see God as this black or white kind of person, this all or nothing. But he's proven himself time and time again that there are exceptions, that there are moments where he makes an adjustment for different people. He makes an exception. He says, everybody's going to die, but these people, or he says, I know I said that I'm going to destroy you, but I'm going to give you a second chance. There are so many times in the Bible where we see him make exceptions. And I was like, well, God, what qualifies me for an exception? Because I truly feel like we're in a season where we're reaping the seeds that were sown from years and years before. And we tend to be dealing with things that are generational and that have been passed down to us from from generations three, four, five generations back. And we are literally dealing with generational curses in this season. And it's kind of like, well, I didn't bring this on myself, but I'm still dealing with the residue from past mistakes or I made mistakes in my former life that I'm still dealing with. Um, And it's just this, this response of where and how do I overcome residue and, and the consequences of actions done years, years prior? And how do I move past that? Because we do have to accept our consequences. I, I remind myself that daily, my consequences are part of my process. So I never want to walk past or try to ask God to get me around consequences because I understand that they're there to teach me and realign me. So never wish away, never pray away your consequences. Ask God to reveal you what is a consequence and what is a test. And if something in your life is a consequence, 
um, pray that you learn from that mistake and not let it be removed from you that God, that I have the, the faith, the strength, the stamina to push forward through this consequence and that it not be the end of my story, but that it be a part of my story and that it allow you to continue to move forward and to share your testimony with other people. Um, because I think we think of testimony time as opportunities to only share the good things that God did that were unexplainable. But I think part of our testimonies need to be that we made mistakes. We dealt with consequences, but we're still here. We made mistakes and those things that you dealt with were brought on by your disobedience or brought on by our lack of alignment or brought on by our ignorance. And it is okay. And we have the opportunity to move forward from that. Um, so don't wish away, don't pray away your consequences. It's time to move forward. And as I look at what it means to be the exception and how we put ourselves in situations where we don't reap consequences of community mistakes, of of nationwide mistakes, um, and, and I'm not saying you won't have encounters, but what I am saying is that there are issues that are going on right now that we're blessed to not have experienced. And a lot of that deals with our God-given right to be an exception and what it looks like. So um, when I was reading Numbers chapter 14, and I I dug in and went all around it, um, there are two men that stood out, and that's Caleb and Joshua, and they are the exceptions. And Numbers 30 says, the only exception will be Caleb's son, of Jephunamu, I, I said that all wrong, but we'll be all right today, and Joshua, um, son of Nun. So don't come for me about that uh, word. Like, that's, forgive me. Um, but when I looked at the exceptions and I, I went back and I read actually 13, 14, and a little bit of 15, just to kind of learn a little more, more about Caleb and Joshua. And I noticed that Caleb had some qualities and then they both had some qualities. So Caleb is mentioned a little bit more, but we can learn from both of them. And I want to kind of just look at the qualities that I saw in Caleb and both, and then kind of push forward to that next step. So it says Caleb tried to quiet the people. He tried the, he went out with 12 men, Caleb and Joshua both went out with these other 10 men and they their job was to scope out and to see if the wilderness was a safe place for people. They were able to occupy the land prior to everyone else. And when Caleb and Joshua went in, they saw it as a good thing. They were not afraid of the the people who were there. They weren't afraid of the nations who were there. They were just at peace with the great gift that God had given them. So when they came back to report out the 10 men reported out negatively. They had fears, they had anxieties, which honestly, I don't know any person who doesn't have fear and anxiety trying to walk into a new season. Me, especially, I have tons of fear and anxiety walking into the new season that I'm in currently, but I know that I'm here for a reason. And Caleb and Joshua, they especially Caleb. Caleb tried to quiet them. He said, no, 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 no. We're fine. God promised this land. It would kind of be rude not to want to go somewhere that God told us we have the ability to walk into. 
he had faith that was bold. He believed that he was safe. He didn't worry because if there were quote, quote, giants, his perception wasn't off. There was one thing that stood out to me. He was like, at the end of chapter 13, it says, we even saw giants there. And next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Their perception was so skewed that they literally thought for someone they had never spoken to. They were starting to create mindsets that didn't even exist. Um, so they tried to quiet those those people. So, you know, in this season, it's it's time for us to quiet the negative perspectives, the the fearful perspectives in our mind. Like, I think there are times when there's two different people in us. We're battling our flesh and we know our spirit also has this boldness and we we teeter-totter between the two, but now is the time to separate the two and truly walk solely in that faith and boldness through faith. Um, Caleb is described as being loyal to God. And when we talk about loyalty, that means willingness to stand beside, behind, with, and walk in something with a person. Um, so that means Caleb had to be aware of God's presence. He had to be in that place. So as we we look at ourselves and how we qualify as an exception, we have to quiet those negative energies we or negative voices in our, our minds, in our environment, and we have to be louder than them. Um, we have to be loyal to God, even when it causes us to have to step away from other people and separate ourselves. And we have to be bold in our faith. And then I started to look at what does it mean to be like both of them? And what did they both do differently? They both, Caleb and Joshua, were both optimistic. They were frustrated with the faithfulness and fearful responses of people. I think we, we've come to this place of tolerance where we feel like we have to just tolerate other people's faithfulness. And I think it should frustrate us. Now, should we act on our frustration in a way that that's harmful to other people? No, but we should not be so content with other people's fearfulness. And we should be in a place where we can meet their fearfulness with hope and with love and compassion so that they walk out of fearfulness. Um, one thing that bothers me a lot of times when I go into churches and when I'm around church people, and I say that um, loosely, um, there's always this idea of chastising people for not having enough faith. Well, if your faith was greater, you would have already had that. Or if your faith was greater, you would you would be in a good place. But that's not how you create faith in people, because at that point, you're creating hurt and harm and safety is no longer in that relationship, that spiritual relationship. So when we see people who are functioning in fear, we have to acknowledge that they have the right to be fearful and they have the right to be afraid. But God didn't give us that fear. And that fear is an enemy's tactic to get us to walk away from what is has been promised to us. So when we're walking in fearful fearfulness. It, it's not that fearfulness isn't true. It's not real because fear is a real thing. It's just not a God-given thing. And we have to explain to people that it's okay to have fear. It's not okay to walk in it because we know that if we are fearful, the enemy's still attacking us. If we are afraid of, of those things and we're worried about those things, the enemy's still 
worried about us, which means we still have connection to the father that God still wants us, that he doesn't already have us in his grips. So the fact that we are fearful of things and we're, we're worried and we are anxious about things is a sign that the enemy doesn't want us to do something, right? When we lack fear, it's very plausible that the enemy already has us in his hands and he doesn't have to worry about you know, keeping us from doing something because he knows we're not going to do it anyways. So when we walk into seasons and situations where we're ministering and we're talking to people, it's our job not to disregard their fear, but to acknowledge that it exists and that it's there and that its purpose is to deter. If we don't create a clear understanding that fear's sole purpose is to deter and defeat, then we will miss opportunities. So as Christians, as people who are speaking to others, that is one thing we have to do. Um, They were also committed followers. Um, When Moses and Aaron fell down on their face and worshiped and fell before the, the whole community, right? Joshua and Caleb fell and tore their clothing as well. They, they were in mourning. They were frustrated. And it's important to, to have leaders and spiritual leaders in, in our lives. And this is just another example of them doing exactly that. They were confident in God and outspoken. They, they were fearless of people and only of God. They only wanted to do what God had told them to do. And they were not afraid to remind people that that wasn't aligned with what God had already told them. And they were saved from sickness, illness, and the plague. Like the other 10 people who walked in disobedience and walked in fear, they were, they were killed. They, they were struck down by a plague and they weren't able to possess the land, but because they walked fearlessly and boldly and they followed true God directed leaders, they were able to to move forward and 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 be that exception. So as you move into your next season, I just encourage you to not only focus on what God is telling you and hear and saying to you, but listen to the fears that you have and and identify what those fears are actually trying to deter you from. Because when you realize what the fear and what the frustration and anxiety is keeping you from doing, it will reveal to you what God wants you to do in the season. So understand that fear is not designed to to uh, put you in a place of hurt or harm. It's solely designed to put you in a place of deterrence and not going. When you think of um, scary movies or when you think of being afraid on the highway after an accident, your fear helps you to make decisions to to avoid uh, confrontation, to avoid pain and hurt. And if you are walking in fear, you it's almost as if we believe that God is going to cause us pain or hurt if we move into something. And if we know that God's plans are never to harm us or to hurt us, we can walk into anything that he's called us into fearlessly because we know he's not going to harm us. He's not going to hurt us. And we're ready and willing.
So as you attempt to move into these new situations and you hear those negative energies, you hear those negative people, you hear negative thoughts and mindsets around you and negative spirits and things, understand that their sole purpose is to deter you from doing what God called you to do. So I pray that this blessed you, that you got something from this, and I hope that you are not walking in fear this season, but you are loyal, faithful, that you are quieting the negative words and people in your life, and that you are optimistic and full of faith, that you're full of love, and that you're committed to following God and confident in what God wants you to do in this season. So God, today we just ask that you forgive us for taking on a fearful mindset and a mindset that does not reflect true faith in you. Today we want to be bold. We want to have faith, even if it's faith to trust you in returning to our darkest moments so that we can learn from those consequences. God, we claim that our failures are not intentional and that we are moving to intentionally following you in everything that we do, God. God, we are committed to our desire to return to your presence. God, we want to be loyal. We want to be confident in you. We want to be optimistic in knowing that we have hope in you and that you will never harm us and never leave us nor forsake us, God. So God, today we choose not to fear people. We choose not to listen to the words that are not yours. And we choose to be your children. God, we love you and we thank you for giving a bold, giving us a bold voice, for giving us a clear heart and mind, and for giving us the opportunity to push forward into a new season and be the exception. God, we love you, we honor you, and we thank you. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that something stuck with you today, God. And if it didn't, I pray that you know that you are loved and that you are blessed and that we are praying for you. So if you want to find us and connect with us, you're welcome to find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, You can actually find us on TikTok now. And we are at Spiritual Sticky Notes in all of those. And we would love to hear from you. And we look forward to hearing you share what stuck with you.